This is episode 50 of Sports Best presented by Reposted. Coming at you like the Denver Broncos in a 24-10 win over the Carolina Panthers. He is Larry Peyton Manning Olson. I'm Andrew MVP Newton Keller saying hello. How are you doing, Larry? Episode 50, is that like our golden anniversary or silver? Uh, it's it's the wood anniversary. You're supposed to get me. I, I made you a chair out of birch. So you have, you, you're giving me your wood. You're, you're making a face like it's sexual, but it's like, <laughs> it's anniversaries. Did you and Karen not, did you get, not give presents for each anniversary? Year five is wood. We have not celebrated the f- wood anniversary yet, Andrew. All right. Well, you have three kids, <laughs> so I'm not sure what to make of that. Oh, okay. Well, le- nevertheless, I'm so excited. We're in the smack dab in the NFL season, and I've now come to believe that it is my job to start reposted podcast off with good old-fashioned nfl stats this week i think it's gonna blow your mind andrew blown i already feel blown away Um, we're gonna start with kickers because the kickers don't get enough love the kickers gets too much love they don't get enough love i don't know what to think about kickers i think have you ever stood at the 30 yard line and thought about kicking a, a ball through it like it looks so easy to kick a field goal on tv but when you're actually standing that like a 30 yard field goal seems like it's miles away i, don't I, think I could kick a 30 yard field goal i believe from the 20 yard line i would go 50 50 on however many kicks you want to give that's a 30 yard field goal nah, it's th- okay let's let's make it a <laughs> let's make it a let's make it a total 20 yard field goal so from the 10 from like the well, old PAT? It's 10 plus 7, so it'd be that would be 27. Well, if you're kicking from – is the line of scrimmage from the 10? Okay, here's what I'll say. From a you PAT – 7 from the line of scrimmage and then 10 for the end zone. An NFL PAT right from the middle, whatever that is, I'll go 50-50 on however many kicks you wanted. There right. you go. That's not a very bold statement. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I'm saying it anyways. All right, how do <laughs> the professionals do? Through – Without, with excluding the Monday night game, kickers were 49 of 53 over the weekend. Jason Meyer Seahawks booted a 61 yarder. Matt Prater of the Lions hit a 59 yarder. His time expired to win Detroit's game against the Washington football team. And Tyler Bass, ooh, I love Tyler Bass, converted on field goals of 54, 55, and 58 yards in Buffalo's loss to the Cardinals. Would you rather be a kicker or a long snapper? I think both of those have really long careers. Um, I, I'm going kicker. I, I think, think I'm Mr. Anonymous. I think a long snapper is Mr. Anonymous so much more than a kicker. And you're not even allowed to hit the long snapper. They're, they're, so, they're a protected class. Is that all they do is long snap in the NFL? That's just yes. like, well. That's a job. Okay. It's okay. not like uh Saturday moves over from left tackle and, and does the long snap. It's like a very specialized thing. Anyway, I, I remember we were talking earlier this year that maybe the kickers were going to have trouble because the wind was going to change with the lack of fans, but it seems like they're performing better than thought because maybe they don't have the added pressure. What do you make of this accuracy that we're seeing? So much for our speculation. Yes. Thank you for bringing up our attention. We made this big deal of, the wind is going to be all different in the stadiums. That has no bearing. Yeah. I think Maybe it's the a, noise, right? The noise, like there's less, you know. Yeah. I think it's a testament to when sports aren't happening, people will drum up anything possible to create a story. <laughs> As you say, it's not about the outcome. It's about what's a good story. So I, good for the kickers, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> we had a game of the week, didn't we? We had a game of the weekend. 
Yeah, we had a game of the weekend. We had a play of the weekend. Oh, you can't cover Nuke. You're not going to be able to cover him. Throw the ball up. That's what Kyler Murray did. This guy he is losing his the mind. Play with his legs and just chuck that thing up into the air. Into the desert sky, baby! And D Hop <laughs> brought it down! Touchdown! This guy is doing his best Dickie V for a Monday Night Football game. So that was the real announcer? That I think that wasn't the the live nationally televised, that was the local announcer. But that that's like a that guy does that for a living and he sounds like that? He sounds terrible. He just called that dude D Hop. Is that like a thing? Hop, baby. You can't pick Duke in the Sweet 16, baby. <laughs> I thought when you played that, that, that was like a someone mocking someone, but that was like the real radio yeah, call. That was real life. And this guy, uh, I, I, I submit that one of the two hosts of the, um, not the repost, well, the reposted podcast and Sports Best could maybe make a call better than that. Well, let me just say, regardless of that call, that was an amazing play. Like, so they're now saying that he, the quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals, is maybe going to win the NFL. It's like between him and the quarterback of the Seahawks. MVP so, like, of the NFL. MVP of the yeah. NFL. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> it's crazy that he was able to keep that alive. I mean, the, just the, with like a minute left, they get the ball back and there's no way that they're going to win. And he, uh, he's crazy. I'm going to put you on the spot. Tell me something better than a Hail Mary. Tell me something better than watching a good Hail Mary. Catching a missed field goal against Alabama wow. and going the distance to win at the last second when you're Auburn. That was, I was That's watching that game at a restaurant in Dallas and we're like, oh, this is over. We're going to go to the next place. And we get there and Auburn had won. So that's great. Okay. You know what? That's pretty good. What do you think? Do you think it's harder to be a play-by-play announcer or an NFL kicker? Let me tell you right now, being an announcer for any sport is so crazy difficult. It's right. insane how hard that job is. Everyone thinks they could do it. I don't think. No. Everyone, you would maybe get eight seconds of words in, then you would run out of things to say. You have to you have to talk constantly, and I don't think I that would be hard. There'd be a lot of, uh, I think that was a curveball. Uh, yeah, a lot of ums popping out. A lot of ums. The uh, Monday Night Football game featured your Minnesota Vikings against the Chicago Bears. And I love this statistic. Uh, The reason I thought this was important, that Kirk Cousins, quarterback of the Vikings, led the Vikes to their third straight win. They beat the Bears 19-13, but it was his first ever win on Monday Night Football. He was 1-9. He is now 1-9 on Monday Night Football games. Are you buying or selling Kirk Cousins? I feel like he had such promise, and I don't think he's delivered on anything. Dude, totally fading Kirk Cousins. I've been fading Kirk Cousins from the jump street. First of all, the Jesus dudes, I'm always fading the Jesus dudes. They're like, hey, man, give it up to the G-O-D. Like, always fade. Tim Tebow, faded Tim Tebow. Tebow. Name name a good Jesus dude that you're writing and not fading. I don't know if I can think of one right off the top Thank you. That's my point. You want him, you want him down and dirty like Michael Irving getting a hundred pounds of marijuana found in his van. No, that's not what I want. But it's the dude that like gets the mic stuffed in his head and like, hey man, he just won the game. How'd you loop that though? I'd like to give it up to my Lord and Savior. He put the ball in my hand. Like, come on, bro. Just, I mean, I, here's what I'll say about Kirk Cousins. Remember in the uh, preseason, remember he got the, 
he like made some disparaging comment about the coronavirus. Like, oh man, if I get yeah, it, it's yeah. cool, man. If I pass it on, put it down your pants, whatever. It's like, come on, bro. Put it down your pants. <laughs> I don't even just said something weird about coronavirus. You're like, dude, really? Did you have to yeah. say that? Yeah. He didn't get the memo that you're not allowed to have opinions on anything anymore because <laughs> the opposing side will not like what you have to say. I guess the opposite of Kirk Cousins is you could go the Antonio Brown route. He yes. allegedly destroyed a camera by throwing a bike, throwing a bike at the security shack before he signed with the Bucks. He is a wild card in Hollywood, Florida. So he was he had trouble making teams because of the bad behaviors. Because he's a wild card, yeah. Because he's a wild card. So he's trying to get into the NFL and decides that he, it's a good idea to throw a bicycle at somebody. I'm guessing he was inebriated and he saw a bike and threw it. Once again, let's back up a little bit. Trying to prove that you have good behavior to try and make the NFL. Getting a new inebriated not probably the best. I don't think that was it. I think he knew that you might be covering this, and he didn't want to get faded by you because he's like, I'm the opposite of throwing my uh, – I signed this contract because of the bicycle that I threw. Here's this idea I got for, for Brown. Tell me what you think about this. He's going to pay like an ethicist – $100,000 for a year. Be like, all right, I want you with me every second of the day. And if I'm going to do something that's probably not a good idea, you say, don't do it. This is a bad idea. Your only job, I'm going to pay you $100,000. Just tell me, don't do this bad idea. That's basically what Mike, no, not Mike Trout. Um, oh, who was the guy that played for the Rangers that was like, he was a wild card. Ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Josh something. Josh Hamilton. Basically, I remember I read because he had such a drug problem. He never carried more than four. Like he didn't have credit cards. He had never had more than $40 on him. He just had people around him being like, you're not allowed to do that. So maybe he should call up Hamilton and be like, hey, what are we doing here? Where's your where's your guy that tells you no? He needs one of those dudes. By the way, so do I. I'm not sure. I'm not judging anybody. I need one of those. I just don't have $100,000 to pay someone to tell me no. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, no one picked up the story when you threw that bike at when we were walking the Reno Strip and you and you took out a, a security camera. I do like this that the Gronkineers released a statement saying we are aware of the reported incident involving Antonio Brown prior to his signing. When Antonio joined us, we were clear about what we expected and required of him. Thus far, he has met all expectations we have in place. They're basically saying we know what we got into. That's like when you date the crazy girl. And she starts dancing with some dude at a concert. You're like, I know what I got into. She's crazy. Um, odds that Brown makes it through the season? Odds? I, I Yeah, I'd, I'd bet that he did. Okay. All right. All right. Take, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. Do we need to put a nice, neat bow on the Masters? Justin Johnson winning the uh, green jacket? A nice, neat bow. I mean, DJ kind of just, it wasn't, it wasn't really close. DJ just was on fire. Okay, I feel like there's a couple things we need to touch up. Uh, there was no fans there except for the rich people that I saw on the telecast. And I was like, hey, wait a minute. I thought there was no fans there, but then there's like a bunch of people there. Um, there was some weather delays. The right. tournament, you know, normally blooming in, uh, in uh, April with the azaleas, but they made it work in November. So I think like, hey, kudos to the people, the rich folks, the Augusta National for getting it done, right? That's right. a good thing. And they also had to compete with the shorter days. And so they did those shotgun starts that we talked about. It was fun. Money was bad on the games. I won some money. You didn't. It's fine. Well, listen, here's the deal. You you were the only holdout against the evil empire, Shane Joglikar. <laughs> if you don't win money, I mean, I feel like he almost makes a clean sweep. So thank you for winning money in Uncle Kirk's master pool 
Otherwise, we'd all been doomed by the evil empire. Uh, Justin Thomas set the record for low score, 20 under. That's kind of exciting. Went by five shots. Um, He cried. Do you see the interview after the thing? It's like, hey, how do you feel? And he's like, yeah. Yeah. Would would you cry? I'd cry. I would would definitely cry. But here's the thing about DJ. He probably shouldn't talk. He definitely, as Uncle Kirk says, he adds by using his fingers. I mean, he is not, does not sound like an intelligent dude. He does not sound like an intelligent but the best part of all when dj ever wins he won a a, a, ma- a major before and he's got a very attractive um partner her name paulina gretzky mm-hmm. and the last time he won she wore a very short skirt and she was prominently featured in the after speech and my wife was losing her mind because she's like why does she wearing such a short skirt what is going on i was like hey man you know if you i mean hey if you can you can right yeah I wasn't hating on her. Would you rather be a professional golfer or a kicker in the NFL? Oh, it's not even close. Professional golfer, Paulina's riding shotgun. Let's go. You lose your anonymity then. But but just the last thing about Paulina, like she was seriously a glory hound. I mean, he won the tournament and she is just like pushing people, kids out of the way to get in front of the camera, kissing him on the lips. It was just like, come on, get on Instagram, get off my screen. That's crazy. Well, we got the next Masters coming up in, what is it, 144 days? 100 and that's like he could win it twice in six months. Have you placed a bet on the 2021 Masters yet? No, but I definitely am going to go try Tony Finau again. I'm going to try. The big Mormon. I'm going to try to make that happen again. So when golf, you give shout out to the, the big guy upstairs, that's okay. But for the NFL, you get faded. I'm just saying he's Tony's never like, Hey, I'd like to thank Joseph Smith for the success that I've had on the court. He's just kind of, he's kind of playing that low key, the big Mormon. So have you ever considered trading on your good looks to buy a professional sporting team? Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhen, Rob McElhenney from it's always sunny in Philadelphia, basically bought a English football club, Rexham, it's four tiers below the Premier League, and they bought it on their celebrity. They won't pay anything up front because the club is currently owned by a trust, but they've promised two million pounds to work on the club's infrastructure. But no money down. They just bought a football team. I think this is genius. This is genius. So in English football, there's like bunch of different levels and you move right. up by being good like if you're in the top right. three you move to the next one that's your dream that's my dream like literally buying a club at the bottom and then progressing them all the way to the top i think this move by these two i mean mcelhaney is like brilliant beyond brilliant and yeah. ryan's like hot uh, beyond hot i love well, this pairing um reynolds also recently sold his aviation gen company for an estimated 610 million dollars so He's uh, he's doing all right. He's doing just, right. him and Blake Lively. Are they like, are they big soccer fans or were they just like, yeah, we need something new with our money. I'm not sure if they're big soccer fans. I'm going to say that they are because they look like they are. I feel like a, a soccer fan in the U S has a specific look and uh, they have that look. I do not you look like a soccer fan. You don't, I don't think I do. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to stay. I'm going to stay neutral on that. Yeah. Would you rather own a soccer club or be an NFL kicker? I would, you know, the answer. I don't even have to say that would be so sweet to own a soccer team. I just think, God, 
<sighs> Only to look like Ryan Reynolds. But like, seriously, what else does he need in life? He's hot. He's got a hot wife. Now he owns a soccer team. He's a great actor. Like, what more? He just sold a gin company, by the way, which is outstanding aviation gin. Well, what? Come on, man. This, who does he think he is? Patrick Mahomes? I prefer St. George, personally. Oh, well, okay. We had breaking gender breaking news this week, Andrew. Breaking, yeah. breaking gender news. Kim NG is now the general manager of the Miami Marlins. She is the first ever woman to be the general manager of a major North American sports team. That's awesome. I have a friend in college that her her dream or her goal was to be a GM. And uh, Tony Lasorda was her her idol. And she has been working in sports ever since. And so this is a breakthrough. And hopefully in the next five to 10 years, she might uh, get some more management. My friend, uh, get into the game. I think this is great. Uh, I, th- I think it makes, I think it makes sense. Do it. So as you know, baseball is turning more to statistical analysis. So they're looking at numbers a lot more than they are. Like in the old days, it was some guy who would walk into the locker room and be like, that guy's buff, put him at first base. It was like a bunch more gut feeling right. these days general managers have more of this athletic bent although she has been in baseball since like 1990 so 30 years wow. so she's got this math background she knows what she was a softball player so it'll be it I, I hope she succeeds because otherwise it, maybe it goes the wrong way for men, women trying to get in and become in the managerial posts I don't know if this is good, bad, or indifferent, but I feel like of the four major sports, baseball is notoriously the dirtiest and raunchiest locker rooms. So I'm curious to see how that folds in together. I mean, I don't think there's a correlation of being gross in the locker room to being good on the field. So maybe she just accepts it for what it is, or they clean up their act some. Which begs the question, have you been in a bunch of athletic raunchy locker rooms to know which is the raunchiest uh yeah i have i have not been in a hockey locker room but uh, i know these baseball players get dirty okay i'll push back just a little bit hockey is the worst smelling locker room there's nothing worse than a hockey locker room i don't know about the raunchy content right but they definitely have the worst smelling locker room would you rather manage a locker room or be (laughs) an nfl kicker definitely go and kicker because I mean, jock straps and smells. I, I, yeah. I, well, um, convicted felon Mike Tyson looks jacked. <laughs> you what? didn't expect that one, did you? <laughs> I was not expecting that. I was not expecting that. Oh, uh, so Mike Tyson is about to face off against Roy Jones Jr., and they're going to do an exhibition fight. And he looks yoked. It's called an exhibition fight, but I don't think they're going to act like it's anything other than a full-on fight. Uh, Mike, from what I know, smokes a lot of the weed. He smokes right. a lot of weed. Well, so they, they planned this fight. And I saw Roy Jones Jr. was on the Joe Rogan podcast, friend of the show. And he was saying that he agreed to the fight and then Tyson postponed it. So it's like, well, once he realized it was real, they... He wanted more time to train because they're both they're both old. I think this fight is going to sell a lot. I think it's genius. They're going to both make a lot of money because I think people are interested. Like a, a jacked Mike Tyson, as you'd say, and a Roy Jones Jr. punching each other. Who's I in? Think I think it's awesome. I uh, Because Tyson's doing all these interviews right now to promote the fight, he had one where he was talking about the infamous Holyfield fight, and they asked like about biting the ear, and he says, quote, 
asked if he would do it again. He says, I hope not. I say, no, never again, but I might do it again. Well, if he does what he was doing to get bitten, I would bite him again. Yeah. That sounded more like Michael Jackson than Mike Tyson, but uh, I went for it. I took a swing <laughs> and I failed. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to give it to you. You went for it. Like, I would have done that. Yeah. You would went you rather for take it. A, would you rather take a left hook from Mike Tyson or be an NFL kicker? Dude, can you imagine taking a left hook from Tyson? Yeah. Ooh, you'd be dead. Well, this has I... been Sports Best, presented by Reposted, episode 50. Thank you for stopping by. 